Hi, this is Yaz Dabul, live from ACC 2018. I'm pleased to be joined by Dr. Olgan, who just presented the results of the VEST trial. Dr. Olgan, uh, thank you so much for presenting uh, the VEST trial. It's a very interesting study. Wearable cardioverter, a defibrillator. Uh, tell us a little bit about the rationale. Why wearable defibrillator after NMI? Sure. So previous studies have shown that there's a very high risk of mortality, specifically sudden death mortality, in the first 90 days after an MI in patients with low ejection fraction. Um, two previous studies showed that if you implant an ICD early during that time, it does not prevent long-term mortality. Um, so our current guidelines are that there's this gap in protection until 40 to 90 days when patients are evaluated for an ICD implant. Um, and there's good rationale for that. Um, there's competing risks of death during that period of time that are non-arrhythmic um, and about 40 to 60 percent of patients will improve their ejection fraction over those 90 days and therefore may not need an ICD in the long term. So a wearable non-invasive defibrillator seemed like a rational approach to try to bridge this gap where there's still a high risk of, of mortality um, but not yet indicated for an ICD implant. Uh, so tell us a little bit about the methods of the VEST trial. Sure. It was a um, randomized clinical trial from 108 sites around the world. Um, patients who were uh, within seven days of discharge from a hospitalization for an MI and who had an ejection fraction of 35% or less were randomized in a two-to-one fashion to receive the wearable defibrillator and guideline-directed medical therapy or guideline-directed medical therapy alone. We followed participants. There was no sham vest for the patients? No, we, we had considered it, um, uh, but when we uh, talked to our IRB and ethics board, there was some okay. problem with okay. it. So, so there was no sham. Okay. Um, we followed participants for 90 days. Our primary outcome was sudden death mortality at 90 days, and pre-specified secondary outcome was total mortality. And how many patients were randomized? Um, we randomized 2,302. Okay. And what did you find? Um, we found no statistical difference in the primary outcome of sudden death, um, though there was a, a trend in the right direction where the WCD group had fewer sudden deaths than the control group, but it was not statistically significant, so we didn't meet our primary endpoint. Uh, however, we did find a statistically significant decrease in total mortality at 90 days um, with a relative risk of reduction of about 35.5%. Why do you think the results uh, were as, as they were? Yeah, it, it's a good question, and, and we're doing more analysis to figure this out, but I think it comes down to a couple of things. So um, our sample size calculation at the beginning, um, it turns out that our event rate and risk reduction were exactly what we estimated at the beginning. But the other variable that go, went into the power calculation was the uh, percentage of patients that would wear the vest. It was a little bit lower in the study than what we estimated, so that reduced our power for, for sudden death a little bit. Um, secondly, and I think more importantly, um, in the analysis, any indeterminate cause of death was dropped from the primary outcome analysis, but obviously included in the total mortality. And about 5% of the deaths were indeterminate. Um, so that further reduces our, our power in the primary outcome of sudden death without affecting the power for mortality. And then thirdly and relatedly, um, 
it's difficult to be accurate in adjudicating sudden death when they're unwitnessed or when documentation is pretty poor. So again, misclassification of sudden death will reduce our power to see a difference in sudden death outcomes, but not have any effect on total mortality outcomes. Yeah. And was, was inappropriate shocks an issue for the... No, so 21, I believe the number is 21 patients in the WCD arm had appropriate shocks. I'm sorry, 20. 20 patients in the WCD arm had appropriate shocks. Um, six of those died, 14 survived. Um, and there were only 10 patients who had inappropriate shocks. The device has a button that you can press if the alarm goes off that says you're going to mm -hmm. get a shock. And there were 70 patients who pushed that alarm, uh, pushed the button rather during an alarm and aborted a shock. Okay. So what what is what is next after the wearable D defibrillator? Do you think it's ever going to see the light in practice, or is there any step two trial for this? Well, so it is already out there, and um, it is currently in the guidelines as a class two B. Um, so. People are using it, and I think the mortality outcome, although it wasn't our primary outcome, I still think lends evidence to using it in this specific population. Um, as to whether another trial is going to be done, I think it's pretty unlikely. This was a very long journey. Um, it was an eight-year-plus study. Um, uh, it was difficult to recruit for a variety of reasons. Um, and so I think the likelihood that there's going to be additional evidence is pretty low, which is why I think it's important not to reject a, a false positive study um, based on just the primary outcome data. Okay, well, thank you so much for sharing the results of the VEST trial, and thank you all for uh, joining us live from ACC 2018.